I shared with the people in, that went to Anem uh, in the service there, I said, you know, we need to, to realize that praise awaits God for what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will what He will do. And, and, and when you step back and start looking at what God has done and count your blessings one by one and start counting also the blessings that are, in, 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 that are working, that God is working out things for your good, you need to be thankful for what He is doing. And then lastly, you know, be thankful for what He will do because God says, my word will not go away unfulfilled. Not a stroke of my word will go unfulfilled. Everything that God has written in His word will be fulfilled. Amen. Amen. And, and you need to be able to believe God and trust God and, and, and be determined to see that God will indeed do what He says He will do. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to, to us today and just bring this to, to, to some sort of a, of, of a wrap-up. Uh, deeper with God. I mean, by no means are we stopping here. We will continue to talk about going deeper with God because deeper we must go. Amen. Amen. We must become so rooted and grounded and established in God because that's what God wants. We, we, were, we were encouraged to say, you know, the desire for, of God for you to get to know Him is deeper than whatever desire you may have. And, and, and we have been encouraged to say we need to come to, to, be a, to a place where God can instruct us and construct us. Amen. Yeah. Where God can form us and develop us and establish us. We need to get to a place where we have heard the word of God and begin to move and to act according to that word. That's going deeper with God. And, and today I just want to speak... Uh, around around those things going back to Philippians chapter 3 I verse 1 to 14 is is where it all comes from uh, and where the theme deeper with God was was coming out of this 10 in particular where it says I want to know Christ I want to know Christ that's I, I want to get deeper with Christ I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings becoming like him in his death I want to know Christ. And as I get to know Christ, as I get to know Christ, I want to be able to experience also the experiences of Christ. And not only that, I want to become like Him. Amen. So going deeper with Christ, going deeper with God, means you must move from a place where you say, I know Him, to a place where you say, I am like Him. Amen. Come on church, are you with me? Yes. You must move from a place where you say, I know about Christ. I know about the things of Christ. To a place where you say, I am like Christ. Paul speaks to the people and says, you know what beloved, copy me as I have copied Christ. What gives him the confidence to tell the, the beloved to say, you can copy me. If you want to know how Christ was, look at me. That's what he's saying. If you want to see how Christ behaves, look at the way I behave. Hallelujah. Amen. If we look at you, can we identify you with Christ? You see, when they came, him, Paul, and, 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 and Barnabas, they came to, to Antioch, I believe. 
And uh, the people, they were seeing them living their lives and doing what they were doing, speaking what they were speaking, and the people, they started saying, these are Christians. That's where it started, calling them Christians. Why? Because they were like Christ. See, these are little Christs. Basically, that's what they're saying. These are Christs walking in our midst. You know, I am challenged by the people when they, when they had called Peter uh, before them and, and, and before the, the elders and the Sanhedrins and the judges that were to judge them. And while they were there, um, one of the accusations was that these people speak like Christ, they behave like Christ. The Bible says they noticed that they were like Christ. They spoke like Christ. They behaved like Christ. I mean, Christ was so much rubbed into them that they, the people could identify Christ in them. Hallelujah. Amen. And when we talk about going deeper with God, this is, this is where we really need to get to. Where we become at a place where when people look at us, when people view us, they can say, you know what? This guy, he behaves like Christ. This lady, she is like Christ. She's got Christ in her life. You know, the, the things just move for some reason because she's a Christian. Amen. She still has a certain peace around her. And when people say, why does she have that peace? They can say, because of Christ. We see Christ in her. When people say, when you say to them, I am a Christian, people have no doubt that you are. Amen. Amen. You know, some people, when they tell you that they are Christians, you, you put question marks. Big question mark. This one cannot be a Christian. I hope that's not you. I hope when we say, let's look for a Christian in the house, they can pick you. Or maybe that's the point you, you hide behind, behind them. Say, ah, don't, don't, I, I don't even consider me. Because you know, the Christianity would not match up to you. But this is the challenge, and this is the message, and this is the desire, that we may know Him, Christ, and we may know the power of His resurrection. We may live according to His power. We may live according to His glory. There is a power that you must experience. There is a power that you must manifest. When the sick are there, the power of resurrection must flow through you. When the, when the people are discouraged, the power of resurrection must flow through you and give them hope. Amen. Amen. When, when, when people don't know what to do, the power of resurrection that gives knowledge and an instruction, that gives a word and say, this is the way we must go, must rise up in you and speak. Hallelujah. Amen. That I may know you. And the power of His resurrection, the power of His being, Him being alive in us, because He is alive, He's not dead. Amen. Amen. So He must be alive in you. When there seems to be no way, the power that shows the light, that is Jesus Christ in you, must begin to show this is the way we must go. Amen. Amen. That power must be, must be manifest in us. The power that brings things that are hopeless and brings them back to hope. The power that brings things that are dead and raises them back to life. The power that brings things that seems to, seems to have ended and say, no, it's not an end. It's just a beginning. Hallelujah. When, when, when men are troubled, can you be their peace? 
Because that's what Jesus was. When there is a storm, can you be the, the one that says, peace be still, waves be still. That's the power that is needed in our time, in our day. That's the power that we must ex express amongst our peers, amongst our neighbors, amongst the people around us. There's the power, the power of Jesus Christ. That says no life is not ended. It says yes, there is still hope. Yes, tomorrow we can make it. You may have failed today, but don't worry. Tomorrow is yet another day. Try again. You will make it. Where everybody else says you can't make it. Can you be the voice that says you will make it? Because I know my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above and beyond that which you ask or even think or imagine. When people say they can't, can you say you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Because He is the power. He is the resurrection power. That I may know Him and go deeper with Him and His power. And He says also, and, and, and go, go back to that, to that verse. And He says that I, that I want to know Christ. And, and I want to know the power of His resurrection. And the fellowship in sharing His sufferings. And the fellowship in sharing his sufferings. What is that? That's what Pastor John was talking about. That there is a fellowship we must have with the Father. There is a fellowship we must have with the Father. And it is in this fellowship that we have with the Father. Where we are becoming more and more like him. And we are becoming less and less of the world. We are becoming more and more like Christ. And less and less of the world. And, and, and when we are in that fellowship with Him, it's, it's in that fellowship with Him that begins to mold us and begins to create us and begins to form us to get closer and closer, deeper and deeper, more and more like Him. It's within, within those events, you know, it's not easy to, to really live out and be different from everybody else. I was just imagining when I was with some people and everybody else, there was this ungodly music that was played. And everybody, everybody said, let's dance. And I said, no. And then 20 people that I've been sitting with stood up to dance to this ungodly music. You know, some music is just so ungodly. I, I wonder how you could dance to it and have a clear conscience. But they were saying, come, let's dance. And, and you're sitting there saying no. After one, after the other, after one, after the other. And you keep saying no. Yeah, after the 13th person, you're almost tempted to say, well, let me just come and stand with you on the desert. But you keep saying, no, it's not easy. It's not easy when all your friends say, let's smoke this stuff. And you have to say, no, I'm not going to smoke. It's not easy when your friends say, let's go there and do this. And, 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 and you know, this is the only way you can make it. And you keep saying, no, I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on fasting and tell you, oh, you think fasting is going to help you. It's not easy. But that I may know Him and share in the fellowship, it's in those, in that fellowship with Christ. To say, I'm going to remain connected with Christ. I'm going to maintain my position of holiness. I'm going to maintain my position of being glad that I'm a child of God. I'm not going to take off my uniform of Christianity just to please the people. Into that I may have fellowship in His sufferings. Jesus was so unique. They wanted Him not to heal on the Sabbath. 
But he says it's more important that the people get well on the Sabbath than for you to see them sick and yet you will save your cow that falls into a ditch. It's not easy to be able to make those choices. And yet, that's the fellowship that Jesus Christ calls us to. To say, can you stay with me? And I will make you, I will mold you. I will, I will bring you to the place where you must be. The fellowship. We must desire to go deep with Him. In it all. And says also becoming like Him. I love this. When I, when I became a Christian um, some, so many years ago, which was in the 90s, um, and, and there was this brother who said to me, Fry, I need to sing a song with you. And you know, and, and it was just, just one of those, those songs we'll sing. And that song sometimes just comes to me every, every now and again. And, and I just sing, so I want to be more. It's this very simple song. And more like Jesus. I want to be more and more like Him. And it is that, that, that phrase that touches me so much. There are many other words around the song. But just that little phrase, I want to be more and more like Jesus. I want to be more and more like Him. And, and, and you asked me to sing it. And, and I, I just couldn't understand why. But you know, now many, many years later, it's been a phrase that motivates me. Because you know, at the end of the day, we are supposed to be more and more like Jesus. We must be more and more like Him. It's in the, that's what God wants. So even when he says, draw near to, to me, and I will draw near to you, it's also so that we can be more and more like Jesus. In 1 John in chapter 3, he says, he says, anybody who has the hope of seeing God, he purifies himself. He, he, he's working on himself so that he can become more and more like Jesus. And then Paul here is saying, you know, I want to, I want to be, to become like him in his death. I want to become like him in his death. In other words, I want to be a victor at the end of the day. Amen. Amen. Because the death of Jesus was a victory to us. When he died on the cross, it opened the door to resurrection. Amen. When he died on the cross, it was the death of the things that was our trouble. And his resurrection ended all those things. So, so I want to be more like him. I want to be more like him even in his death. I want to be a victor even at the end. Amen. That when all is said and done, I need to be seen a victor. Amen. I need to go to heaven and be there with him. Because I know that in heaven I will be like he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. I will be like he is. I, there will be no doubt, no guessing. Will we be like this? No. When we get there, I will be like he is. I will look like him. I will be in his presence like he is. And so that's what I want. I want to become like him to the very end. To the very, very end. Amen. I want to be more like him. And become like him. In his death. I want to experience the victory. I want to experience the glory. I want to experience the power. I don't want to miss out on anything. And so, and so I want to challenge us, beloveds, that we have that desire 
to be more and more like Him. Verse, verse 11, verse 11 and says, And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. This is why I've swine, just to make that complete. But I want to be like Him in His death, so that in His death, my victory also comes out in life everlasting. We, we must remain heaven bound. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you want to go to heaven? We are, only, we are only passing through this place. There is a place that awaits us in the fullness of His glory. And there we must desire to be. And in order to get there, we must continue in our walk with Him. Becoming more and more like Him. Amen. Amen. We must become more and more like Him. So, so I want to know Christ, He says. And, and I, I want to really get close to Him. Get desire. Make it a pursuit of your life. Make it a pursuit. Make it a goal. This is the goal. I press on towards the goal. This is the goal. To know Him more. And, and be in a place where, you know, this is, this is the desire of my heart. 1 John chapter 1 verse, verse 1 to 3. 1 John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. I need to read this for you. And He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. So, so, firstly we heard. I want to know Him. It's by hearing. But then move to a place where you say, We have seen. I've seen with my own eyes. But not only have I seen, I've even come close. I've even come close to do what? To hold with my hands. I've, I've seen, I've looked. You know, there's a difference between seeing and looking. Are you with me, people? Yes. There's a difference between, I've just seen. I have seen the Lord's goodness, but have you looked into the Lord's goodness? Mm. Moses, when, when, when the Bible describes Moses, it says, Moses, Moses, Moses knew. He knew, he understood the ways of God. But the children of Israel knew and had only seen the works of God. The difference between the works and the ways is that he's moved beyond seeing that that has happened to understanding and looking into how God has brought it to pass. It's like Ikena. Ikena, Ikena makes sure that we have good sound. Many of us, many of us appreciate it when my mic is well tuned and the choir and the keyboard are not going wee, 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 wee. But how it can I make sure that those things are well coordinated, many of us don't know. We just know to say today the music was good, the sound was good. Another day we say, ha, today the speakers were so Loud. We couldn't even hear what the singers were saying. But how he manages to bring it all together, that we are all happy with the sound, and that the sound becomes music. He knows the way. Many of us only see the way. Are you with me now? Yes. So, so, so we need to move. 
from a place where we have just heard. Like, like, like I had a friend of mine when I was doing my PhD, he used to say, I've read the Bible. I said, yes, I, it's, I don't disagree. You've read the Bible, so you have just heard about what the Bible talks about. But have you seen what the Bible is saying about you, is the next question. And after you have seen what the Bible is saying about you, have you gone on to look at it deeply, to understand how you can begin to, to appreciate that in your life, or rather how your life can appreciate by what you have seen? Because knowledge must make you better. You must appreciate by what you know. And, 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 and so, and then he says, but not only have we looked at it, and our hands have touched. Our hands have touched. Have you, have you had, have you come to that place where, where you say, I've touched the Lord, or the Lord has touched me. Whichever way, there is a touch. It's gone beyond, gone beyond just some knowledge in your head. Like all your other notes that you read from your, from your whatever study you have done. It's come to a place where it's a reality. Christ is a reality in you. I once met a lady, a colleague of mine, and, and she said, she was saying to me, I was in the middle of a war zone in Afghanistan. And, and my husband got killed in the war. And I was left there with my children. And I don't know how, but one thing I know is that there is a God and there is a Jesus who is able to save. My whole family was saved and we ended up in Europe and had to cross over and ended up here in the Netherlands. But from the moment with all these bombs and everything that was going on in Afghanistan at that time, and how we ended up with my children here. I don't know. The only thing I know is that there is a Jesus who saves. And she was saying to me, I know for I sometimes people laugh at you when you preach. I know sometimes people think you are crazy. But I just want to tell you for I, I don't think you are crazy because I have touched or he has touched me. When he saved me and rescued me with my children out of that situation. See, her knowledge, her knowledge is no longer about what somebody has preached. It's no longer about what somebody, about somebody else's testimony. It is something that she says, I know him. He has touched me. He has helped me to get to where I am. And I am, will never be moved by whatever people say. She was just sharing. And, and this lady is Russian, living here in the Netherlands. And, 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 and so, this is the place where we must come to. We must come to that place where our hands have touched. And we can proclaim this, that it is the word of life. Amen. Amen. For life was manifested, and we have seen it. We have bear witness. And show to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard declare we to you, 
that you also may have fellowship with us and that truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So church, desire that your knowledge will move this deep. That it's no longer just a nice story of how Jericho fell. It's no longer just a nice story of how Elijah was caught up in the clouds. It's no longer some nice story about how the temple curtain was torn. But it is, it is a reality. Jesus is a reality in your life. He must become so real because He is real. Amen. Amen. There must be no shadow of doubt in you about God and His reality. And that is the premise that you will live your life. Because in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. We have our dwelling in Him. But there is no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. That I may know Him. I just want to go deeper with Him. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore let us leave the principles of the doctrine of Christ and let us go on unto perfection. Let's go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of doctrines of baptisms and of laying on hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. It says let us go on to perfection. That's going deeper. Going on to perfection. Matthew chapter 5 verse 48. God says, therefore be perfect as, as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's a call to perfection. Let's be perfect. And He is perfect. And lastly, I, 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 I wanted to, to also go into this, but I will not go too much into this. It says, you see, this, let me just go back to Philippians. To Philippians. Philippians, verse 13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I am forgetting what is behind, and I am straining toward what is ahead. Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Heaven what? In Christ Jesus. There is a prize that God is, has for us. There is more we can experience in everyday life as we walk with God. And, and, and so, press on towards that goal. Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Going deeper with God means you're going to keep going forward. You're going to leave the glories of the current state, the failures of the current moment, and you're going to press on to greater things. Amen. Amen. You're going to give yourselves greater aspirations. Give yourselves greater things to, to, to aim for. You're going to challenge yourself beyond the things you've done up to now. God says, go forward, move on, move on.
Go higher. Go deeper. Move on. Don't stay stuck in the place. You can go deeper. Amen. Move on. Move on. I don't know who you are, but this is a message for you that you must move on to greater things, to higher things, to bigger things. Can you rise up on your feet with me as we pray? Move on. Go higher. Go higher. Go higher. On another occasion, I shall tell you about go for the future. 2020 is your future and the years ahead. And somebody needs to move on, to go on.